the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. This episode is brought to you by uh, the effort to get sea turtles to drive Honda Civics. For every dollar you donate, we will throw a Honda car battery into the ocean so sea turtles can power their Honda Civics. I was going to do the uh, uh, foundation for ruining Jeff Bezos' new marriage and preventing him from feeling happiness. Can he married? He got married again? He just announced that he's engaged... Uh, to someone that they've been together for five years which means they've known the worst jeff bezos possible <laughs> not even before he was an ultra famous yeah, before only at jeff bezos absolute dude i'm like you ew you're there i don't believe that anyone could actually find like i don't care but i'm saying like i don't think anyone like jeff bezos's levels of wealth could actually find love no way no way it's gone now. Yeah, once you get to a certain level of wealth, it's just like that person is like. If, you want the, it, like having that much money? It's like it's more money than whole governments. Uh-huh. You know, just for himself to like it's unfathomable wealth. You could never see another person if you wanted to, and yeah. it would just be. And you know, if you wanted, you could leave a fucking a trail of diamonds behind you in case yeah. you ever get lost. And That's it true. wouldn't mean anything. You'd make more money by fucking picking up a diamond off the ground. Yeah, at work. some point when someone knows you for being a super famous wealthy guy, like that, they're with you. Be, you know, and they might, they might, they might have like you might have redeeming qualities about you that they like, but they are with you because you are. That was their initial attraction to you. You are a super wealthy famous guy. Um, yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. The worst. You know, and uh, Jeff Bezos can't have a personality as far as I understand it. I, by now, we would know if he had a personality, yeah, that's right? True. Like he's just a, the lizard king. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like if he had a personality, he wouldn't be so private all the time. And like, trust me. Elon Musk has a personality. Yeah, it's horrible. It's not great, but, but it's a personality. It. We, and and yeah. I, will give him, I will give him kudos for having a personality and sticking with it. Um, yeah, I, like by all means, my guy. Like, if that's the person you want to be, fuck yeah, I I support you being who you want to be. Not a not a you're, big you're fan. Self. Yeah, not a big fan. But by all means, man, be you. I respect that. But like for I'll someone, defend your right to be that. Yeah, at all costs, at all all day, every day. Yeah, but like for you to be like Mark Zuckerberg, like never in like hardly. I guess Mark Zuckerberg's in the face of the public more than Bezos is because he does like his little Facebook. He's holding for Congress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh. He gets it hauled in front of governmental bodies yeah. all the time. Um, but like for Jeff Bezos to like have this massive wealth and just like not do anything with it. What a fucking loser. Yeah, dude. What a fucking oh nerd, my, my guy. It's so funny uh. too, because it's like you have the power to be one of the most loved men in the world. Like one of it the would most be loved, effortless. Literally right? effortless. It would have to be so easy. Effortless. It, like he like it's not even an exaggeration. He could like 
pour money out of uh, helicopters in cities all over America every day, every day, cash hundos every day. Wouldn't even, it wouldn't even touch. It would, it wouldn't be close to nothing. And then if he crashed the helicopters at the end of every day, every time, just done, not any fucking issue to him at all. And I'm just like, you, and they just don't do anything cool like that. It's outrageous. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, like what is your, what's your thought process behind it? Cause like, Part of me is like, I just want the number go up. Yeah, number go up. Yeah, I I, I can also see like uh, uh, someone being like, "Oh, I don't want them to think that I'm trying to buy them liking me or people thinking I'm a good person." But it's like when you have that much money, that's that's the only way. That's the only way. Like, it's all you have left, my guy. Just do it. Like the average person does things. To, to lead on that they're a good person because, you know, that's just kind of what they can do. I'll hold the door open for you. Oh, you help, you're, you need help? I'll help you out. Uh, but when you're Dude, that I wealthy... Would, I would be... F- I would fund 10,000 lawyers yeah. to just clear the yeah. dockets for everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, there won't be a single useless plea deal again. No, There's absolutely like a, a lawyer not. behind it again. I'll have a whole empire of lawyers. And that's just like the 0.1% on In my fucking the abortion fucking 10 fortress, billion dollars. dude. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, and, and they're talking about like, you know, they, they seem to be so afraid of taxes, like spending more, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, having a little bit less than $150 uh-huh. billion. Dollars. Oh, no. So to, to me, if you want people to not want you to get taxed, do stuff for yeah, do all stuff the time. for all the time. And I'm sure it would be, you could get away with it for cheaper than your taxes. Oh, 100%. And when people are like, cheaper. And when, when it comes out, they're like, oh, say you, you do all this and you help a bunch of people and you're a really good guy. And then it's like, Jeffrey Bezos is funneling money to offshore accounts. Everyone's just like, okay, whatever, yeah, dude. Who so, gives a yeah. fuck? Yeah. Uh, now, well, okay, my cell phone is permanently free. Yeah, yeah. Bezos. So fucking oh, let him do what he wants. Now, if that like, if that happened, oh, that which it probably has. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the ch- it's not the cell phone. It's the service and data. The chip, it's the yeah. chip. Yeah. Damn. Um, I'd still do it. <laughs> still do it, dude. Uh, but now, if it's like Jeffrey Bezos is funneling money to offshore accounts, everybody's like, just string him up. Just fucking throw him in prison. Fuck him. But it'll never yeah. happen, obviously. Uh, no, it won't. People are too rich. Um, hold on one second. I got to grab my vape. It's on my desk, though. I can the problem still- is I'm not too rich. That's, that's what Jesus I'm Christ. upset about. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. I had a show... Oh yeah, how'd it go? How'd it go? It was good. I saw your promo. I was glad to see it. Yeah, it was fucking hot, dude. Oh my god. I thought they got a new lighting rig. They got a new lighting rig. And like, because the old lighting rig, they were like so low that they were like right on the back of your neck, those bucket lights were, and like it was just treacherous, but... I thought it helped, but the, it did not. It was so hot. And I think it's because we, we sell Des Moines out every time. Or just about. I, I can't remember a time where we didn't. Um, and it's just so many people in one room. Dude, I'm just like soaked the entire night. It's like gross. I've got to go like sit, walk backstage and be like, oh my god, I'm fucking like... i got to sit down, my dude. We had uh, Tom Higginson from the Plain White Tees as our guest. Um, the Plain White Tee. And he did a couple songs. The plain White Tee Yeah, <laughs> the Plain White Tee himself. And uh, he did a couple songs, did a little like a little chorus off his new album that they're coming out with, and then he did, obviously, Hey There, Delilah. Super cool guy. Dude is really he chill. He played that? Yeah, of course, <laughs> oh, of course he did, yeah. 
Um, he's a really, really nice dude. He's like, hey, dude, hey there, Delilah bought me my yacht. Yeah, so dude, for real. I yeah, play yeah, it. I have to. I have to. You know what? I I actually today I listened to the album that uh, somebody I used to know was on that Godier album. Oh yeah, you know, people. People always like, oh, it's so sad that they call him a one-hit wonder when that whole album is so good. Yeah. Honestly, no. That song, so good. That yeah. album, that is weird. They that made that right. one album, right? We're like, all right, see you later. No, they, I think they had a few albums, uh, but as soon as he made that, he's like, I'm done. Dude, that's the way done. to go, my guy. The residuals on that song are crazy. He's gonna, he's gonna, he can live off that just alone. Um, it's it's such a simple song too like it is. it's all vocals that's half what I, and that's did. the thing is like when it was so big i was like i just don't think like i respect that it's a great song but i don't think it's this good like i Dude, and maybe okay. it's because the music i i don't like that kind of music that much but and i respect that it, it cemented itself in history of music because it was just he made that one song got fucking super rich off it and fucked off and i can respect okay. that perfect example of this so you and i both know of the suicide boys yeah, correct yeah awesome they work hard they release music constantly they're touring they're selling stadium seats right now yeah. fucking 250 dollars on the floor i'm sorry the boys i saw you in a tiny club in poland there's no way yeah. i would spend that much money to be really far yeah, away from no, you absolutely not they have 10 million active monthly listeners on spotify okay godier has 10 million damn dude listeners. that's so he hasn't crazy made music in 12 years that's insane oh my god <laughs> That I wonder if it's so hard. I wonder if he's got like uh I wonder he if there's like, like an interview out there. Some thing of human consciousness. Yeah, like and that was, song is just destined to be perfect. And you know what? Maybe he's like, you know, he, he's probably like I will never make a song as good as that. And that's okay. It would like, really freak me out. You, if yeah. You, yeah, if you made a song I'd better be than that, I'd be like you're a fucking demon or something like you sold your soul to somebody. Dude. You, oh, you know, this also reminds me, uh, Enya doesn't do concerts. She's done, like, a few, but she's never done tours. She doesn't do concerts. She just fucking just mixes her music digitally in her goddamn castle that, that she dude, lives in. That's, hey, man. <laughs> and ne- hey, never has to go it. in front of the people. Fuck awesome. it. That is, awesome. That's the way to go. That's the way. To, She's hugely successful. Like, me, I, me personally, I would like doing tours. I just like going to different cities and... and entertaining but like you like flexing your traps what are you doing right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) you kind of look like sam hyde for a second with darker hair yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but yeah that's i mean dude make your money and get the fuck out by all means by all fucking means like though i think like they all go up in the like king tier shit like mf doom daft punk and yeah you know, uh, and Godier, weirdest list of four yeah, people. Yeah, super weird. <laughs> but all they just they just knew they did exactly uh-huh. right. I think it's I think that shit is genius. I agree. I think it's way more baller than like you know, just dominating constantly. Like it's dude, and, and like you make less money for sure. Yeah, but yeah. They're making enough money. They're making they're making hey. enough money to be fine, bro. There's something dude. there's something incredibly baller about like getting that taste of success and then being like, cool, I'm done. Like nobody, oh, there yeah. are very few people in the world that can do that. Like I don't think I would be able to do that. Like getting that taste of success and being like, okay, I'm gonna stop doing everything I like now. Well, not stop doing everything I like, but I'm not gonna make music anymore, even though I really like making music, but. I don't need to. I'm done. Like my I'm good. thing is, if I found like, because this is how I would do it: is if I was getting rich and famous, I would begin 
like I wouldn't spend my money like crazy for ages. I would yeah. start scrolling it away fast as fuck. And as soon as I got to a point where from you know investments, gold I've buried, yeah, you know shit like that, I will have for the next two hundred or you know for the rest of my life, I'll have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year guaranteed. Perfect. I all of the motivation in my body would just yeah float just, out. <laughs> I, I just gone. I, and, I, and, I'll do anything that I want, dude, but maybe part, nothing. Part of me also happened. feels like I'm like if if I got rich and famous or fucking just rich for that matter. If I don't. I really don't give a shit about fame. I just want to live comfortably. No. Um, no. I would definitely, like, the first thing would be, you know, obviously fucking pay off my car or whatever, but, like, invest it in something, put a lot of it away, and just, like, I'm going to hire somebody, maybe you, if it happens, and just be like, (laughs) give me, (laughs) give me, like, $200,000 a year to live off of and make sure I don't go over that, because I'm irresponsible. Yeah. I know I am. I would love that yeah. responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Like, to do that yeah. for you, like, you can't buy that. It, I would love perfect. to be that yeah. guy. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm looking at that. You're like, no, nope. you're not. Awesome. No. Not till next year, buddy. Not happening. Maybe three <laughs> uh-uh. years from now. Yeah. So yeah. I would do that. And then, like, but my whole thing is, like, I get so bored so easily that, like, I don't know. So let's say, like, I make videos and I make a lot of money off them. I don't know if I could just stop making videos because, one... I have an inherent need for attention. So like I need, like I, (laughs) there's a reason I'm doing this. It's cause I, I thrive off the attention. Uh, even though like half the time I'm like, don't talk to me, please. I'm so nervous right now. Um, but it's just, I don't know if I could just stop making videos cause I think they're fun and funny. And I like, like, I feel like that's a good activity that we do together is we come up with video ideas and it turns into like two hour phone conversations um so i don't know i don't know i i respect someone who can just fucking be done just yeah away with it it's super tight it is a baller move oh you know you know another one like d'angelo he was like you know peak fame in the 90s because he was like an r&b sex god and he's like i don't want to be a sex god and he just stopped nice he's like i'm done yeah and then he waited like 12 years released a beautiful album that totally unrelated to that other genre and i was like this guy yeah yeah fuck it we ball my dude thank you um thank you i was i was scrolling through my for you page and you know what would have been a good thing to cover on fanatics and fandoms i don't know if there would have been enough content but yeah uh i was scrolling through and apparently there's this like really tight pocket of like Older women who were super into Pitbull, like Mr. Worldwide fans. I've heard about yeah. this. And they're yeah. and that's all they talk about is Mr. Worldwide and like when he's going on tour and all this stuff. I feel like that would be an interesting uh interesting I, I want, group of people. Like what I really wish this is something I would do with my millions is I would start like funding studies and shit just to just to find out figure like, out what what's going people on have in common why are they all super like, into like, this one thing you know, yeah and you like you know find out it's all like what if every one of them have a dad with the same name like what if that'd be crazy, crazy yeah, shit some like fucking that, you know? super wild shit <laughs> like if you were born in 1967 with a dad <laughs> named Richard you, <laughs> you are, love Tom you are Seven. yeah you, you are super susceptible to Pitbull um <laughs> I always thought it was like I always thought it was just one of those things of like exposure like 
when people ask me like about getting into content stuff, I'm like, you know how people tell you there's always going to be someone who has some shit to say about you on the internet. They're going to say some shit. Well, there's always going to be people out there who like what you do, no matter Just what you do. Like, bonkers. yeah, even the worst band has fans. Like, it's crazy, but it happens. So it's true. It, yeah, and so if enough people are exposed to your content, your music, or whatever then enough people are going to like it to where you're going to have a fan base. It's just it numbers. It's a numbers game. So you just got to keep putting stuff out there until enough people, ha- um, you've balled up enough people to be like, all right, look what I can do now on my Basically my what time. we're saying to our listeners is, is if you guys share this enough, we will stop making it. Yeah, we'll we, stop making the podcast. <laughs> if you want this to stop, just share it as far and yeah. as wide as possible. Uh-huh. That's the fastest We will never make another episode, dude. Yelling <laughs> Um, you want to talk about Barry? Hold on, I got to talk about the fucking ticket I got. Um, oh my! Wait, God. did I talk? Well, I didn't talk copy about the paste the last time you get in trouble for the cops at night in Kansas. It's the same, dude. So it's all like that. So, um, if you don't know, I don't think I talked about this on the podcast. We play uh, video games now, so it's like I'm trying to remember what I've talked to you about on the podcast versus. Um, I did talk about it on the podcast. No, no, no. no. Okay. So, uh, I was driving through Garnett, Kansas at 1am and, uh, I got, I was doing, I got pulled over for speeding and I was doing 30 miles an hour in a 20 mile an hour construction zone because it was 200 meters of orange cones and it was $250. And, uh, he pulled me over and he was like, Oh man, you got the coolest hair I've ever seen. And I was like, yeah, blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. And the cop looked like someone tried to draw Elijah Wood from memory and fucking gave him an oversized uniform. So he goes, he takes my shit. He goes back to his car. Are you even? Are you a real? Yeah, cop? are you a real person? You look. He looks like you just got off a shift at Geek Squad. I was like, uh, yeah, how'd you know I was having IT problems? Um, so. Uh, he comes back and he's like, unfortunately, I'm going to have to give you a citation. And I was just kind of like, yeah, you wouldn't have pulled me over at 1 a.m. if you weren't going to give me a ticket. Like, I'm going 30 miles an hour. It's not like I'm having a medical emergency that needs me to speed. So, um, and also it's one in the fucking morning, but it's Garnett, Kansas. That's the way it is. That is the way yeah. she goes. And so he gave me a ticket, which I still got to pay. And then I got home and I was like, I'm going to fucking Burger King because I'm angry and want to eat something. And so I'm going through the drive-thru, and the Burger King by my house literally stores all of Lawrence, Kansas's chaotic energy. No, no matter when I go there, dude, it is a fucking adventure. Um, so I'm That's like... because it's the last vestiges of society really that is. go to fucking Burger yeah. King. <laughs> so I get there, man, and this dude is like... He, he's, he's talking to me through the speaker box, and like I can tell he's a little like you know high-wired. He's got that energy in it, got that dog in him. And uh-huh. uh, he's like making jokes, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, can I get a Coke Zero? He's actually, he's like, oh, we only have Coke Two, but I got you. I was like, all right, yeah, well, ah. got me. So I get to the front window, and he's like, what's up, man? How's your night going? And I was like, it's all right. I was like, I got pulled over for fucking speeding, doing 30 miles an hour. And he was like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. He was like, it probably is this Asian dude. He was like, he probably fucking saw you and profiled you. Like, I get profiled all the time because all these cousin fucking cops around here fucking got nothing better to do with their fucking time. And they just look at you. Yeah. yeah I'm like, hell yeah, brother. And he was like, they, yeah, right. they look at you and they're like, you're not from around here, boy. And then he just starts screaming that at the top of his lungs. Yeah. 
So like he's like, all right, I'll see you at the second window. And I'm like, all right. So he shuts the first window, and I'm driving up. I, dude, yeah, I'm like sitting at the second window, and I can just hear him yelling at the top of his lungs of like, you're not from around here, boy. And I'm like, oh, my God, this dude is fucking on one. So he like gets my drink and shit. He's like, here's your fucking drink, man. Um, blah, blah, blah. And they, they have like a, a Spider-Man meal right now, but they got special like Spider-Man crowns that they're doing or whatever. And he's like, I'm like, can I get one of the Spider-Man crowns? He's like, I got you. He gives me like five of them. And uh, he's like, Dick. he's like, I hope you have a better night. He's like, fuck cops. And he starts yelling, fuck cops at the top of his lungs. Dude, I was like, fuck cops, dude, bro. Hell yeah, dog. Um, so shout out to that guy because he is a fucking real You're one. You're like, all right, guy. saved. Yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, he, is, he, was, he, got, he had a lot of energy. I don't know if it was, he's definitely someone I would have to take in small doses, but he's about yeah. that action. He got that fucking dog in him. Dude is yeah. fucking high strung, but I respect the shit That's out of it. so fucking funny. Uh, it was so good. It made my night infinitely better. Um, yeah, let's talk about Barry. We're going to talk about Barry. Also, I think... Quick, what I, we got to do it quick. Well, I think what I'm going to start doing is, you know... Not exactly 15 minutes yeah. for some reason. So when you uh, put the timestamps on the description, I'm just going to leave those in when I write the description and just put X's in them. So you don't have to type it all out again. You can just go back and put the times. Oh, that's a good um, idea. cause I am not going to listen to it at that moment to figure out when it happens. So yeah. I just leave that up to you. That's um, fair. but yeah, we'll talk about Barry, uh, fucking wild. So I kind of can't believe that he left Barry in his garage. I, I yeah. was like, are you insane? I don't, I, well, I think, I think it wasn't so much that he was like, oh, he'll be fine here. It was like, he figured out what he like, he came up with that theory that Kusinow was in on it and Dude, was so Kusinow taken was, back. It's crazy. I'm like, I really did not expect them to just get something. Just wrong. turn on him. Yeah. Completely and, wrong. Completely like, wrong. I, you know, that's believable. That is a strong plot element. I, I get just it. never expected it. No, me just, neither. Absolutely not. Wrong. To just one. And, and like, yeah, Kusino's a piece of shit, and they reiterated that again this episode where he, like, hears all these big name actors, and oh. he's like, I was like, God damn it. Damn it. They, I like, you they, were doing is, so good. I know, dude. After eight years, yeah. I was like, he's such filth. Dude, and so I was like, yeah. And then that started happening. I was like, this fucking guy. And then when it turned out to be like all fake, I was like, good. You, I, it sucks. You're, you're, you're getting pinned for something you didn't do because you really had no part in this, even though you are kind of a fucking shitty guy. You did not have any part in her death. But like. And, and the actor who was who was like don't be nervous yeah, <laughs> yeah. all the way up to the door Dude, really sold it alive. sold like, it you son of a sold bitch. it i love it Kusina. i was like who the fuck yeah are you? <laughs> he's like actually i'm an actor i took your shakespeare class in 2004 um oh and then God, the the so scene good. where noho hank is picking the um oh. the poopa <laughs> Or whatever the the he's like yes he's like yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the the last guy he's like at the cart yes he's like he's got a kill confirmed kill count of five hundred no Hank's like five hundred one add it to five hundred one now and then like he gets his head in that box and he like opens it and he's like God even in death you're still a fox uh, and, <laughs> so <laughs> dude funny. so good <laughs> I really needed them to have an episode that funny yeah again. I kind of because it the show is so funny and you forget about it when it's it's like most miserable i have a feeling know? that the next episode is gonna be it's the last quite one. brutal 
quite brutal. It's the finale. Because like I said, I watch the next week on Barry scenes, and it's always just one scene, and that's it. And You watched? Okay. And this one is uh, a gal in a mullet who is a employee of a gun store just sitting there reading a magazine with all these guns behind her. So uh, it makes me think that Barry is going to go arm himself and, you know. Obliterate. Obliterate Fuchs and, and fucking no ho Yeah. Dude, the rocket scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was so uh, fucking, fucking funny. missed. And he's like, "You uh, okay, load the next one. He's like, we only brought I one. Was like, <laughs> I was like not criticizing it but like kind of thinking out loud while i was watching it i'm like they were like standing there bickering about it i'm like they're definitely close enough to get shot yeah 100 percent shot at get lit and then up. i was like okay and then they start driving and i was like it would be insane if their car gets down that hill at and all then it doesn't i was like there it is <laughs> <laughs> and, and that i love the fucking combination of Fuke standing there on, on the, the phone, phone as he's in the bed, the like the foreground running, dude. Oh my god, I love that. I was like, I was like, this is incredible. This is such a good episode. It was really funny. I really needed it. Yeah, or the, like, uh, uh, you can tell that like Sally's fucking unhinged. Like, oh my god, dude. But Jesus. also, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think I can blame her. Like, I get it. Like. I understand. Yeah, she did have to stab a man in the eyeball. Yeah, and like she's in and the she brain is, eyeball. Yeah, she's not like a fucking veteran like Barry is. Like she had to murder somebody, and now yeah. she has to live this double life and pretend everything's fine and nothing is wrong and and they're okay. So, uh, dude, I get it. Was, like she has that revelation where the her kid that i'm like i i cringe every time they're talking to each other she's so so bad to that kid yeah Uh, and but when he's like well what are we gonna do she's like back to what we were doing before and then she like just out of body experience oh my god yeah like god damn hello darkness my old friend starts Uh playing i was i was like holy shit she can't do that no fuck no she goes to the police and then has a weird ptsd flashback thing in the middle of it yeah i just Oh my god! Part of me is like, I was, when that cop was like, "All right, well, I guess I'll see you later." I was, I part of me was like, I don't think a cop would just do that. But also, I'm like, yeah. the cop would definitely probably cops don't give a like if he fuck. if he really just wasn't into it, he'd be like, "I'm not gonna pursue whatever this is any further," and uh, I will see you later. And then as soon as he drives off, the fucking dude Chechens show up and fucking abductor abductor. Dude, crazy brutal shit. And that kid, I think this is going to end up doing a cycle thing that maybe even Fuchs keep propagates. I could yeah. see Harry dying and Fuchs ending up because the next Ooh, episode, is yeah, finale. with his kid, yeah, yeah, Ooh, damn. And 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 the kid's all fucked up and weird. Oh, that kid's going to be him. a great killer, like a phenomenal killer. Yeah, exactly. Killer. He'd be yeah. perfect. That's what Jeez, I'm saying. That's yeah. a, that's a good theory. I like that. I would. That's I could kinda, see that happening. But I mean. I can't predict that show. No, not at all, because really it always comes out of left field. Always fucking comes out of left now, field. Because now, it doesn't benefit Barry to kill Kusanat. No. Uh, it, it, in it, fact, it helps him that like Kusanat is alive. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't look like the main proprietor of Janice's death or anything like that. He looks yeah. like he was just a pawn in Kusanat's game. So, what if Kusanat gets taken down for the entire thing? Barry gets... May, I, I don't think he's going to get a light sentence if he does not end up dying this next episode. I, I think he dies. I think he I dies, too. I don't think too. there's any way the show no. goes, ends without him dying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's he, ha- he's, he, he can't be alive. It. Yeah. 
No, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. He deserves. He it. shouldn't be alive. He no. should like he deserves to be killed. Yeah, I don't. You know, he's a monster. He's and he's taken many through and through. Alive. Yeah, and he has killed a lot of people. A lot of Sally. People. I think needs therapy. Dies. I think I, I could see her dying. Yeah, but I. I don't she necessarily needs to be think institutionalized. Yeah, I don't think she deserves to die. I think she no. is not a great person, no. but by she's any had means, a really hard. Go yeah, she's things. yeah, she's had a really shitty life. She grew up with really shitty parents. Um, a dad who doesn't fucking is just like a I'm gonna stay out of this guy, and a mom who fucking hates her. Obviously, um, so her. I think she just needs some good therapy and to like stay out of the movie business. Yeah, yes, uh, absolutely. Stay Most out of certainly. Movie business. Although, if they do give her a happy ending, she maybe gets prison or something, but comes out. Uh, but I think she ends up like ultimately having a career. Yeah, I, this, is, this I whole too. thing is so insane. That and she, like, there's no way she wouldn't profit off this. Yeah, exactly. I don't think she's going to do any prison time. Uh, she sheltered Barry for seven. But also, Barry is a prolific killer, like a good killer too. So it's like us, the goodest, yeah, the best, like the the, angel of death sent down by God Himself. Um, Yes, because God murders people. But like, you could definitely, I could definitely see her playing the like, oh, I was in fear for my life. You know, if I didn't, I felt like if I didn't go along with this, I was gonna get killed. And she being. Maybe she has like like time served or like something, but I don't see her serving a lengthy prison sentence, if any. Yeah, no, no way. Such All a right. good show. I'm so excited. I'm stoked. For the next I'm so excited to see how it ends. I I think it's gonna. I mean, pretty much just be a perfect show overall. Yep. Like, Me too. No disappointment at all. I'm Hard really, agree. That's rare. Very very rare. rare. Four seasons, perfectly planned. Yep. To a T. Um, we both got long, long yeah. stories today, so we're going to um, cut down the banter. Tie. Yeah, go ahead. That's great, because yes! my story's probably longer than yours. Um, Let me scroll through all these, uh, all these gun flashlight tabs. <laughs> I accidentally closed it a little bit ago. Yeah, I've got I got yeah, it's kind of long. It is kind of long. Yeah, mine ended up being longer than I expected, but uh, it's still a good story. I like half. I like got near the end of it, and I was like, "God, wrap this the fuck up!" And so I I'm know. like, Dude, I'm like paraphrasing. I'm like, I have, yeah. I have like parentheses in my text. Is like, tell about this part, and I'm like, all right, if I can, yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. There, I do these things where I'll like trick myself to, and like I won't write as much, but then I end up t- uh-huh. describing that detail later anyway. Same, and I, and I, and then I'm like, oh yeah, like I save myself anything. Yep. No. Anyway, all right. I I get to go first this week, which is awesome. Uh, I, I have a ton of sources this week uh, because it's a very well covered story. It's pretty recent. It's got a lot of drama. Uh, I'm going to be covering a uh, Daniel Bonnier, Bonnier. Actually, Bonnier. That's what it Bonnier. is. Um, and how he ended up getting an entire law passed just. Because of him. That's tight. A whole state law. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, my sources were Manchester Journal, AP News, This American Life, Vermont Digger had a bunch of local stuff that was really good. 
Mountain Times, Bennington Banner, ABC News. God damn. And, oh, dude, everybody was all over the story because it's it's perfect. You'll you'll see. It's, okay. Um, it's America to a T. So our story takes place in uh, Paulette, Vermont. Uh, this Daniel is the villain in this story. He I'm gonna cover someone who sucks, which I think is the first time, right? Yeah. This yeah. season, yeah. I'm covering someone relentlessly shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, moves from upstate New York and buy into Vermont and buys a 30-acre wooded property out here in 2013. Nice. And at first, he wasn't seen too much. Every once in a while, construction vehicles would come in and out, but nobody really talked to him. It's Vermont. There's like 1,300 people in this huge fucking like area, and they're not, you know, it's Vermont. They're not like best buds with each other. They don't yeah. get in each other's business. Yeah. Um, they just figured he was building a house. Uh, the people who owned the neighboring farm, they had a brief chat with him because he bought the land from a friend of theirs, and he seemed fine. They're like, cool. And but it wasn't even a month before he built a gate right on their property. Nice. That's and, always. And nice. his land was in a weird spot. Like the pe- people owned the land all around it, okay. so he had to go across farmer's land to get to his property but he was legally allowed to do so via this long driveway that they shared okay um and which i would already not agree if i was moving anywhere i would just already not agree to that i don't even want to share a driveway with another american yeah yeah i feel that wouldn't risk it um so he uh he put the gate past the driveway about 10 feet into the farmer's property this guy's name is Rich, and he and his family has lived there since the Civil War. Um, they themselves, because they are vampires. Nice. And like any reasonable guy named Rich, he goes to Daniel and probably shakes his hands or spits on the ground. Yeah, something like that. He's like, hey, man, you put your gate 10 feet on my property. And Daniel's like, I put my gate wherever I want. Ooh. And you're like, here we fucking All right, go. buddy. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, he basically pulls the uh, "It's a Free Country" card, yeah. throws it in his face. I would and, blow that is, gate up with Tannerite. I would fucking. I, would, <laughs> I can blow up Tannerite anywhere I want yeah, on my property. Anywhere bitch. I want, bitch. Yeah. Uh, so Rich is like, I well, you can't put it on my property. So you get a few weeks, you get rid of it, or I'm gonna get rid of it. And after three weeks, Daniel doesn't do anything, so Rich gets a loader and a witness to watch him do it and yeets the gate onto Daniel's property, rips it out of the ground, throws it on the property. Nice. Yeah, it gets Hell it done. Yeah. A guy named Rich, he has access to a dozer in no time. Oh, 100%. Out. That I'm man's positive. got construction equipment Probably on deck. Probably knows three of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's how you handle the friggin' upstate New Yorkers good old backwoods. Yeah. <laughs> they don't hear from him for a while after that, which is awesome. I would be, I would assume. I'd be thrilled. Uh, dog shit yeah. is going to rain down upon me after doing something uh-huh. like this. And, uh,. Although one in the twelve people in the area said that he was like former military, that but like almost nobody knew anything about him. He's kind of a mystery. Just kind of, it's kind of weird because you know it's a town like that. Everybody's gonna know him, and if you like choose to not participate in society, something's weird. Like very exceedingly obvious. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Everybody's like, bro. I Spish. mean, I see you. I just see you every week. Yeah. <laughs> so that then so one day. Gunshots start uh, coming from his property, and it's like a lot of gunshots. Nice. Uh, more than is normal in the woods of Vermont, which is already like a decent amount of gunshots. Yeah, it's got to be uh, really popping off to yeah so for someone to be like, is. "Wow, that's a lot of gunshots." Yeah, it is. Yeah, they were they were hearing nearly constant gunfire from multiple guns day in day out. Nice. Uh, 
Um, and, uh, you know, normally sick, yeah. but they didn't really want that much gunfire. It's fair. And, uh, so finally someone gets word of it from a friend of a friend and they figure out that Daniel had built a gun range on his property. Word spreads and everyone starts doing some looky looing. They get on their property and like look over there the best they can. And, and <laughs> they see that the berms are directed towards homes and a nearby school. Nice. So, Hell yeah. You know, That's where you build you a gun range. Not, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, easy just shoot the berm all yeah the time. yeah this is america baby that we call that the uvalde police gun range <laughs> right out of school dude <laughs> uh so uh daniel filed a permit to build a firearms instruction class not a shooting range uh to build the school however he would need to widen his driveway which he could only do with the permission of his neighbors you know what this they is say the most insane insane part of the whole story to me is he asks them permission he's like can i wide the driveway yeah. like, Fuck, <laughs> no what that's funny to me that to build a school you're like you're like you want to have a school a, a shooting school here this driveway's got to be at least this much bigger i i yeah i thought it was maybe because of the equipment that he would need to bring yeah, in yeah that's fair i, I, I wasn't that. actually sure but yeah i mean something yeah I can see that. But ultimately, he did have to ask them, and they, <laughs> they were like, all right, dude, no. eat my ass. Yeah, fuck you. So his permit also got denied, but he just already built the building and never applied for one for the shooting range, and he just went forward with the whole plan anyway. Yeah, so, fuck, ah, it. Ah, fuck it. Fuck it, we ball. Uh, he kept building what many would consider a compound and dubbed it Slate Ridge, which has all the hallmarks of the name of a famous standoff with the government. Hell yeah, just, dude. Uh, I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> Good a God. compound named Ridge? Yeah, it? That's you are. Gonna be... <sighs> You're dicey over here, dude. Edgelord Supreme. Yeah, if he just wrapped it in like children and dogs, yeah. the ATF would start obliterating him. Yeah, this is um, the Slate Ridge compound on my property of Waco, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the facility has wraparound berms, multiple shooting ranges, a pretty swanky little bunkhouse, a shoot house, uh, and a place to detonate bombs. Uh, Hell amazingly. yeah. That's tight. Uh, which I was like, what? You can just, all right, whatever, fine, sure. What does this Online, man do uh, for a living that he's, like, making a fucking, okay, got it. You're got asking it. the right question. Got it. Uh, Online Daniel claims to be a boogaloo boy. It was actually literally my next sentence. Uh, and formerly a private contractor for several years. Okay. Uh, dude, and uh, just. This man for sure boogaloo. worked for Blackwater. Boogaloo, he's not a boogaloo yeah, boy. No. They, they don't get it. They no. don't understand satire. They don't know that we think it's dumb Anyone, to fill a mannequin with Tannerite. Yeah. They don't get it. Anyone who seriously calls themselves a boogaloo boy, it's like, shut up. Shut up. And your also, mouth. pairing um, like Hawaiian shirts and slings with guns, so cool. I love that yeah. look. Like, with an MP5, that is like peak fucking Miami vibes, yeah, but, dude. Yeah, it was so uh, good. Uh, but you know, whatever. So that was in the news articles that he was a boogaloo boy. It's like, Jesus Christ. Um, it was his time. Uh, he claims as during his overseas deployment as a PMC that he got the idea. I don't want to tell his, his story, but basically the story that he had sounded like he was blaming these guys having like PTSD because they weren't trained enough. And he was also like, kind of talking shit on them crying he's really? like they're crying and weeping and being sad all the time and because they weren't trained well enough i was like oh, i don't quite think that's how that works buddy but hey go off queen with your uh, psycho so it inspires psychologist him to spend, degree 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it inspires him to spend uh, $1.6 million of his own cash to make Slate Ridge at, in, in Vermont. Um, it's 2017. He's got the range up, and he's making some little minor waves online, you know, getting a few thousand people on the Facebook page, the culture war bullshit, uh, shots ringing out every day, sometimes all weekend. Um, something we have to credit Daniel for is that he really did bring the community together. A lot of the people in Parlette, Vermont, didn't know each other, but all banded together against Daniel because they hated him so goddamn much. Dude, nothing and they brings- started meeting... They had regular meetings about him altogether. Nothing brings people together like one shitty neighbor. Like, really, oh. dude. It really fucking brings the community together like glue. There was several neighbors that I bonded with after uh, I saw my neighbor try to kill his girlfriend with the, that pickaxe. Yeah. And, like, smashed her car up. Uh, some other neighbors came out, and uh, that guy was definitely strapped. Uh, there was several people who came outside with guns. They yeah, were just uh, fucking yeah, uh, that a terrible thing to do in in this area is because in Kansas, Kansas, Kansas come on, ter- man. dumb, dumb, dumb. Everybody's got a gun. So I mean, imagine Vermont. Yeah, it's you know? <laughs> true. So uh, they got guns and the equipment to bury you so far down that no one will ever find you. Truly, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I got a post digger and fucking yeah, James Whole Corpse down 18 straight feet. <laughs> uh, the, they have these meetings every week about him. They're like pretty worried about Daniel. Like the, uh, every fucking news article mentions this one little blurb where a truck had pulled up to one of the meetings and people didn't recognize it. And they, was, they were like pretty agitated and the car, truck drove off. And they ended up finding out it was like someone's brother, or whatever. <laughs> like it was an accident anyway. But getting a little it was really froggy situation. Yeah. Um, and uh, they came up with a plan to fight this like real Americans with zoning laws. There you go. That's the way to do it. Oh yeah, I kick her ass. Uh, if this were the Branch Davidians, they would have gotten in at least three minor gun battles. Yeah. Right <laughs> this would have had plenty of minor yeah. exchanges of gunfire. Uh, the zoning board at first was like, nah, Daniel's right. He can get a zoning variance for a business like this. The neighbors appeal. He goes to the state court with it, back and forth, yada, yada, until eventually the town of Paulette files a suit against Daniel for his zoning violations. They've got people trying conservation boards, the Department of Agriculture for, like, the wetlands. You know, Damn. They're, they're, they're hitting them at every it, angle. Yeah, every corner. Everything. It's a pretty contentious fight, and no one has any compunctions about uh, stooping to petty methods. And one year, Daniel sent everyone Christmas cards with custom messages. Uh, this was from American Life. Uh, f- quote, from all of us at Slate Ridge, we wanted to wish you two miserable souls a wonderful holiday season. Because they were they were personalized. Damn. Uh, people hate you two inbreds. We are so fortunate you are our neighbors. Please feel free to move away because no one likes alcoholics. Jesus. Just- God. scathing yeah. sending that to your neighbor dude it's game over yeah. now jesus christ um and they called them alcoholics because they would like sit out on their porch and drink a beer i mean it's vermont the yeah worst. that's uh, how dare these you, people are probably like one like retirees they're, who, are, they like, are, who yeah. are just like they are i did my work i'm gonna sit on my property and drink yeah. a fucking beer my guy yeah <laughs> i was like what a piece of shit yeah what an asshole and, they record, they save all of this shit. They have whole binders uh, documenting all their interactions with Daniel. That's why you don't fuck Some with retirees, neighbors. man. They got the time. They got the oh, time. Yeah. 
some neighbors won't even say if they have documentation or where it would be stored. They're like very secretive about it. Like they, like Smart. everyone's got it layers deep. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of understandable because on Facebook, he's posting pictures of people's houses. Mm. Uh, there's one time he posted a picture of the house and he captioned it. Any day above ground is a good day. These people will be leaving soon. Jesus like, Christ. That, that's dude. A, yeah, scary. That's ominous. And it was, um, he would post about people not being at their house when they were on vacation and then they like scary shit. Yeah. You what know? the fuck? Uh, uh, a really creepy one he had was when he posted that he was looking for an SUV to use for a vehicle assault class where they would shoot and blow it up. And he was asking for the exact same color and model of car as the neighbor's daughter had just bought. Good God. I was like, dude. yeah, what the fuck? Dude, it's, it's geniusly yeah. deniable. Yeah. Plausibly yeah, deniable. Yeah, it is. Like, it is. He's doing, like, you think that's like an open air threat, but like, vi- legally? Not no, really. Because you, really. you can't prove anything. Yeah. You're like, oh, he chose that truck, you know? No, yeah. You don't know. That's all that was available. Um, so they, it's serious enough though. Oh, another time though, he, they had a picture of a car that they shot with the name of a neighbor's business written on it. Jesus. And, you know, like the holes are in the name. Um, and it was serious enough. Uh, at one point, one woman was able to secure a no stocking order against him. So she couldn't post about him. I need to drink water. Yeah. yeah I'm so dry. I feel that. Damn, dude. I'm looking He's at getting... pictures of this guy right now. Oh, yeah. He looked exactly like yeah. what you think. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Daniel portrays it to his followers like he himself is the victim, obviously. And the town is a bunch of clansmen, sure. Yeah. Uh, he'd post pics of the town hall, and he would say, like, when people are working and say, like, how not secure it was and, like, what time it's closed and how many cameras it has. Dude. Like, what are you... All public information, all public so not information. a threat. Also, like... Like, I don't know. Uh, what am, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's he's like, at war with dude, him. Yeah, like, for, he's not doing it not, smart at not all. Not doing it smart and, like, why? Like, you're acting like you're, like, this is unsecure. Like, there's about to be a, you're going to lay siege to this town? Like, what's, That's what, what yeah. He, yeah. Like. But, you know, they think because of those followers, and, and they're, like, a lot of people are like, I don't really think Daniel will do it. Yeah. But they're like, maybe his followers don't get it. Yeah, Because they're yeah. stupid. They're all stupid, everyone. <laughs> um, that's not to say that he uh, wasn't suffering any consequences for his actions, though. He was going to Pace University, a legit New York-based private college, to get his master's in Homeland Security. I was like, what? Really? Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Can he read? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got banned from the school for threatening the dean's life there which, you go and then you're like okay yeah, well. all right well, <laughs> that'll do it <laughs> uh he and he also got his handgun permit in new york removed and if you do shit like this in new york they go for all of it yeah they, you're told to surrender his firearms so the police searched his house when he did nothing and they found a handgun Ugh, sorry slapped him with a couple felonies that are still unresolved and he just moved to vermont all right yeah, that'll do it <laughs> all right Eat my ass. Yeah, just uh, leave. Couple of kids bow hunting uh, wander onto his property. They refuse to ID themselves because Daniel is being a coos and they hate him. And he threatens to kill them. Nice. Then you know police could call. Daniel says he didn't do that. No charges filed. Uh, he so you know, and this is when everybody's like, "Who the 
fuck yeah. is this guy? Yeah. And Daniel's obviously very cagey about his past, so the Naturally. only way anyone figures anything out about him is from his ex-wife, Hell Gina. yeah, that'll do it. Absolutely. G- Gina reveals all. Uh, what do you think about this guy's past? I think there's uh, two things. Either he's super into the military, was never in it, and never a contractor... Um, or he was a, oh, sorry, three things. He was a contractor, but he worked like, uh, like some fucking handyman job, not like Blackwater. Or he was like with Blackwater and did shitty things. But my son, my, my, my spidey sense is tingled to hasn't done fuck all for anybody and is just super hardcore into military cosplay. Okay, that's good. That's that's, that's pretty good. You got good spidey senses. Uh, uh, So he used to be a pizza man. Nice. Um, He was actually, and he would like make the pizzas. He's good at it. And then he eventually enrolled in a culinary institute and he quit right before he finished the course. That's weird. Dude, I'm like, this guy is fascinating. He was out at a culinary institute. He was fucking uh, getting his master's degree. He's making a paramilitary camp. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, what's going on, buddy? Um... He ran He ran a restaurant for a while. He managed a few restaurants for a while. His wife gets pregnant, and he's like, well, we need money, need a stable job. And so he joins the army. Okay. He joins the army. See? Seems like dishonorable he discharge. The army. He goes to basic. The army finds this in his neck. He goes back home with a medical discharge there in two it is. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. That tracks. Like, no. I know. He didn't just I, be it, in it, the was, army. Yeah. Was there was there any like the, was there any information on what he was doing in the army? Like any he, kind of he MOS? enlisted and cl- got cleared before basic. You know these. Oh, okay. So he probably yeah. he. I mean, he still would have had to pick an MOS, but he probably went to Meps or something, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah no, you can't do it." Um, so he, which um, also leads me to think that like he just lied, or he he he, because when you do that, your drill sorry or your I'm sorry, your recruiter's like, "You have anything wrong with you?" And you tell them, they're like, "Okay, you're gonna lie about that when you get there," and you're like, "Got it. Sounds good." <laughs> like I did, and uh, he was very truthful when he showed up because he didn't want to go into the military. He it was real uh they i think he didn't know about him from what i gather he didn't know about him and they found him oh, okay. and they're like you're out Damn. uh and she said he didn't care about the government or whatever he just wanted a, a job He's yeah like, i mean that's 90 percent of what people join the military for is just to have yeah, a stable it's, it's job the most desperate and uh yeah fucking hopeless uh-huh. <laughs> people in america that it is yes it uh, is so she said that he did often try to make himself sound cooler and more mysterious uh than he was when they met he said that he had mafia ties there it uh, is like always the he mafia. was very upset when some famous uh mafia guy died at the time and this is the most critical part of the whole story he he gave his son a made-up italian name nice he just dude conjured <laughs> up the name Gumbrati. 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 Dude. <laughs> Do it with the fingers. Yeah, Gumbrati. There's not a C. Like, like that's his first name? Yes. What, and what is this dude's last name again? Uh, it was, uh, Bonyai. Bonyai, yeah. Bonyai, that's not a, that's not a fucking Italian name, dude. Dude, it I would be was... so fucking angry if my dad named me Gumbrati Bunyai. I would change my name immediately. And that guy knows that, like, like people ask him all the time, like, 
never heard that, you know? Like, people who know Italian or something, yeah, like, yeah. what's that? And he's like, yeah, no, my dad made it up uh, out yeah. of the blue. God damn, Hilarious, sucks, dude. Fucking that hilarious. Um, he did this by uh, convincing his wife that it was the name of someone important to him, like a mafia-style father figure. Jesus. The Tony to his Christopher. Oh, my God. Um, so he, so then he starts a landscaping company. It was called the Tutiano Brigante Excavation. Fake what Italian the words. Fuck is fake that? It, uh, fake Italian words. Uh, and he was actually a pretty good landscaper. How about that? He was. He got this, an award for it. This for man is good at everything he doesn't want to do in life. Uh, yes. Which I, I relate to it. I was good at hair. I was good at HVAC, but I didn't want to do it. So um, I get it, but also. Maybe you should go in a different direction of what you're aiming for here with your compound, my friend. So he, um, this was, oh yeah, sorry. So yeah, he all has a bunch of debt issues as well in his court, his like case past. He's got repos, defaults, a fake workman's comp claim. Like he got a little bit of charge for that. Like kind of weird, shady shit. A lot of, he's kind of like flirting with some of that con man stuff yeah. that we've seen like you'd see a lot of that pattern uh-huh. he were, he's a lot of like the uh the fake titties guy I yeah yeah i name. forgot his name yeah. too but yeah i know you're talking about <laughs> at this point he's just the guy who loves the big, big fake, fake titties yeah um so the uh oh he also beat his wife in front of his own son that so also just tracks. throw that on yep. yeah yeah <laughs> it <tracks>. does <laughs> uh i'm shocked that he didn't ever get rejected for the from the police yeah. or something. <laughs> after a while he gets back with his family and he's totally different um like he's not like gets back with them they just see him uh and he says he's an executive protection and he quote escorted essential and non-essential personnel through the theater of battle there it is who knows what that could be? It's, and no one. If I were to guess, I'm like you were a truck driver and and I like Iraq, but even that's generous. Yeah, you know? yeah, that is really generous. Nobody who has been in war calls it the theater. theater. Of, yeah, the theater of, of battle. Like it's uh, got so, like well, you'll 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 hear, you'll you'll hear guys refer to it as oh back in theater, but it's like never theater yeah. of battle. Like what the fuck? No, not it's probably been a good hundred and sixty years since, since anyone has yeah like yeah. <laughs> uh, so this was around the time that he started a security company called Garm Dynamics with a probably made that word up with a former Swedish military officer that he had met at an executive protection course that in Denmark he was actually taking. okay. An executive protection... Dude, seriously. And the officer, Ian, the officer in the Swedish military was impressed by Daniel and thought he seemed legit, like, from that court. Dude, Uh, I broken. this is a talented fucking guy. Yeah, a broken clock is right twice a day. I almost... You know what he kind of reminds me of? It's like... Kind of like Forrest Gump, where yeah. he just gets told to do something and he does it. Does he's, it like, he's good he at it, yeah. Because you, you told know? me, yeah. To. <laughs> and like, uh, so the they start this little company. They have zero trainings, never have a contract. Okay. Uh, Daniel got in this culture war in Vermont. They never did anything. Company folded. Overall, very hard to confirm if he had any PMC experience. Uh, there was, I, I forgot about this. There was, however, one single bit of confirmed experience with his security and exec protection. <laughs> Who can guess? It's a guess. I, fuck. Uh, is it a celebrity? Yes. It's a celebrity. Uh, someone with, that sucks just uh, to narrow it down. Is you know, it, don't think a cool celebrity like Jordan Peterson. 
You're close. You're really? You're close. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking Ben Shapiro. Oh my god, damn. <laughs> I should have known. Ben fucking Shapiro. I was like, what? No, no way. That's insane. Why is Ben Shapiro in this story? Uh, the people, you know, whatever people know or don't know about his background, the people in the militia slash just people who, in the training group. Yeah. They like Daniel. They bring their kids around. They say he's a great teacher. They say the facility is really nice. Obvious. I mean, it is. Yeah. He just wasn't supposed to build it. Uh-huh. Um, they did think his Facebook threats were a bit much, and they'd actually told him to, like, stop. Uh, because Solid. Especially, but they also were like, the neighbors are being nimbies. And I'm like, dude, fuck you. Yeah, You're fucking, annoying. Shut up, nerd. So, also, you may be wondering, how can he do all this when he has a felony in New York and he's not allowed to own a gun? Uh-huh. Why don't the police get him? Um, there is no evidence of him owning or using a gun. He has really? never taken a picture or video of him holding a gun. Ever. That's pretty smart. Dude, I, very I'm like, smart. he is above yeah, board on a is, lot of yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, people try to interview him, but he doesn't do it. Nice. Uh, I love this line that Vermont Digger had. They said, oh, his response, this, this is an exact sentence. My understanding is your organization is very liberal. I support the second amendment. No commas or like, it just, <laughs> all right. Like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you say? What does that mean? Um, so he, uh, refers eventually pretty much everybody to his lawyer. He's like, I'm not going to do it. Uh, although for a lot of the small court stuff, he represents himself. Mm. Eventually, he does get a real lawyer to go to real cases. As yeah. The pr- process, all the complaints and suits, it was eventually the town of Paulette's case that makes some progress. Um, he was eventually ordered to dismantle the facility. He, he doesn't. No, he doesn't of course do not. It. He doesn't do it. He gets fined $46,000 for refusing to obey the order. He then hosts a Second Amendment picnic, so a bunch of people show up and shoot there. Instead of it being a training facility, it's the legal equivalent of I'm not touching you. Yeah, Um, yeah, He's such a little douche. Uh, Eventually, he appeals all the way to the Vermont Supreme Court regarding this decision. I'll come back to that. Okay. So in the middle of this, however, he's trying to do a local tax appeal in the community that he's basically at war with. Uh, they try to host the appeal, and it turns into a whole piss fest because he doesn't want to fucking wear a mask in town hall. <laughs> of course It not. turns into a screaming match on the sidewalk. They get cooled down. They start the hearing. Daniel won't wear the mask. Uh, the tax appeal is mostly him pissing and moaning about how they sent him his documentation. He's yelling about racism and nepotism. He calls them clans people, do the classics. Um, he is like he's, – he's sitting in a chair facing the, the board, right? But he's yelling. He's basically in a fight with everybody in the building. So he's like swiveling in his chair <laughs> all over the to place. Yell at everybody, there's all these pictures of him like turned around, like yelling. Dude, hell yeah! yeah. And, uh, he's completely unafraid, completely relentless individual. Yeah, you, got, you can't say. back down from the township. You know what I'm saying? All the fucking people that run your town are out to get you, and they're being racist against you. White yeah, guy. because they're Klansmen. Yeah, uh, they're the Klansmen. gist of it was that he basically thought the valuation for his tax bill was too high, and they were like, "Well, we had we were going to expect inspect it, but you fucking wouldn't let us do that." 
so we had to go with this information <laughs> and uh but then and then he complains he's like how are you gonna fucking give me that valuation if you haven't even seen the property <laughs> you son <laughs> of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> honestly like hilarious trolling like brutal shit um there was actually a hearing for him to complain. They had a whole hearing scheduled for him to complain about the valuation, like a formal. Damn. Uh, I forgot the term for it. Yeah, yeah. That, that is always offered in the valuation process. He didn't go. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, what, what the fuck? So the story goes quiet there for about like six months. Since the appeal is going through the court, he's, he didn't tail, tear any buildings down and he kept shooting. Neighbors carry a bunch of guns and bought body armor. It's awesome. Uh, ever they live perpetually in a fear of yeah, war. Yeah, good God. In January, this is what it felt like living next to my fucking meth head meth neighbors, neighbor. Meth head neighbor. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I thought about exactly like how I would get a gun from each door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it gets old. It really would wear yeah, on you, especially with a dude like this. If he has a bunch of people, you know, like he could, you know, it, it's crazy shit. Um. The so eventually the update happens January of 2022. The Vermont Supreme Court rules against Daniel, and they order that the $46,000 fine was correct. So, I mean, this guy pisses this thing all the way up to the top. Yeah, I gotta respect that, I suppose. Yeah, so he gets reordered to take the shit down. This time, he'll get more fines in prison if he doesn't. Uh, he misses that date the third time now, he's missed that date. My god, he has. Removed one of the 22 structures that he was instructed to remove. Oh, my God. He Now he's arguing that he's using the structures for agriculture because there's an agricultural exemption wow. for these problems. Dude, I was like, you little... Pissing. Dude, he's God. fucking. He is. He is going Just through any nook and cranny he can to fucking. Uh, the judge was like, "Eat ass, dumb dumb. You've never mentioned anything about yeah. this until now." He like bought chickens pretty much specifically to like claim more things were for them. You know, genius. The uh, case gets so much attention that state lawmakers start talking about it, Just and they're like, let's just make it fucking illegal to have a paramilitary training camp, because he's not doing anything technically illegal all yeah, these times. so let's fucking boom. Meanwhile, it's been a year now since the last update. The buildings are still up. <laughs> still up. And he didn't get rid of the shooting burns. He told the environmental court in March of 2023, so a couple months ago, that the weather's just been bad. I could, I couldn't do it. Oopsies, I couldn't do it. It's Can't too do it. Weather's rainy. too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, 14 days ago, the state of Vermont passed a ban on owning and running paramilitary training camps. Damn. This bill, the the state of Vermont signed, sealed, delivered, fucking uh, outlawing his facility explicitly. That's crazy, dude. I, I mean, know, like, wow. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I, I gotta respect the, uh, the absolute tomfoolery you've gone through <laughs> just to, like, not do what someone's asked you to do. Like, just gotta be an asshole, so, just like. Just to do it. Yeah, just to do um, it. Um. We are now up to date, uh, and the story is ongoing. May 26th in four days, which will be when this airs, is the first day that the county is supposed to get to inspect his property. And again, they're supposed to get another one on June 1st as a progress update. And June 23rd is when he has to be done. Final date. 
or he faces over $100,000 in fines and jail time. And I think this ends with a shootout with the police. Yeah, uh, I can kind of see that. I don't know. Or it, it, he pisses and drags his feet and gets another six, eight, ten months out of it. Uh-huh. Or, I mean, I can't, I wonder how much jail time they'd actually give him. Dude, they seem weirdly reticent about I, him. Well, I could also see that because they're like, you're not going to fucking come into our town and, like, act like the laws don't apply to you and you can do whatever you want. So I could see them wanting to make an example out of him. Um, even um, though nobody else is doing it. Well, you know, like, the, from what I saw, the ATF confirmed that uh, the... They like they had them on their radar. Like they confirmed that they'd seen him, but they wouldn't tell anything else. But okay. like, I a lot of people know that he's been doing this shit, and no one's making any moves. And I'm just like, I think he is a threat. I think yeah. he's a credible threat to the government. If the ATF you know? shows up, dude, fucking, you know, a shootout's gonna happen. They don't show up. They don't show up places and not shoot at people. Dude, I I mean, but I don't know. They don't want to get in it. They don't want to get in it. Fair. You know, this is what I'm saying. You don't need. Sure. Sure, the government could drone strike Daniel. Yeah. (laughs) Not legally. There's no no legal way to do that. No. But they could drone strike Daniel. Uh, But if the government was doing that, everyone would be There would be a much bigger. Yeah, there'd be a much bigger problem. Yeah. So, you know, that's the AR-15 is to make the government think about their actions. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, I don't support these actions at all. I think this guy sucks. But he's proving that it's fucking right. Like, yeah. It's proving that it works. He set up a facility with enough dudes and enough guns. The government's like, oh, God damn it. God damn be it. Be cool, yeah. bro. Just chill out. Why, why can't why can't any of these guys do this and not be assholes about it? It's where we got to keep Never an eye on them. Never left is protecting no. women's right to abortion. No, is it? not until we <laughs> start the abortion fortress. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I wonder how this is going to go. You'll have to I know. I'm stay excited updated to on it. We'll, I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, and keep posting. Uh, we'll keep talking about it as it comes out. Um, I almost but went. now we have two active stories. Two active Tyler stories. Tyler Gallagher still has not been somewhere. Justice yep, just somewhere. Or stealing from all of those people. He's just somewhere out there, not giving a fuck about nothing. Uh, and the government is not giving a fuck about his victims. Also true. I almost went to a VIP uh, bodyguard course. That's what I almost used my GI Bill on. Uh, yeah, I remember you, t- yeah, I you think, told about Yeah, I think that we have told about Earth this on the pod. Per- yeah, the per- security dude. guy for Earth Gang was like, I'll give you a I recommendation. Thought it'd be, I think it'd be fun. It would be cool. I mean, it would I bet you get to shoot, like, Glock 18s. Dude, you, I, you would I mean? get to shoot, like, out of a car. Or, like, that would like, be... Like, P90s. Yeah, yeah, cool yeah. Cool stuff. Fucking good CQB weapons. Um, so, mine, I was looking for people to cover, and I was wanting to do something, like, a little bit different than what I've been covering, and kind of do just, like, a complete 180 from badass women and somehow i don't fucking know i landed on billy the kid so i listened to a really good podcast on him on my way to the show in des moines uh the podcast is called real outlaws very well done lots of information um and they 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 have like like music in the back oh man i just hit the side of my headphones my nails and it made the worst feeling in my finger and in my ear um because they're like rigid oh bad 
So, uh, really well done podcast. They've they've got like the you know the, he's like, and then a shootout took place, and you hear like pew 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 like oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like damn this we should crazy. do that we should Maybe, do that I don't know but like mouth sounds we don't have actual like <laughs> pew, yeah, pew. yeah every like that. sound is mouth yeah, sounds yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can do a lot of good gun signs. I've been doing it since I was like four. Dude, so. yeah. So we're, we're well equipped for this job. Uh, so I started listening to another podcast called Legends of the Old West. And in the beginning of the first episode, this fucking goober is like, Yeehaw, partner. Welcome to Legends of the Old West. We're kicking off our 10. Yeah, I want to be honest. He didn't sound like that. But he's like, oh. We're kicking off our 10 part series on Billy the Kid. And I'm like, Jesus, fucking 10 30 minute episodes. You're it's smoking. Like as long as he was alive. Yeah, you're smoking deep fried crack, dude. If you think I'm going to listen to 10 episodes about it, mainly because I was in a hurry um, and I didn't have that much time. I was doing it on a three hour drive. Or, well, no, actually, because I was driving, no, yeah, I did have time because I was driving longer than that. But I was like, you know what? I'm not doing that. I need to find something that gives me, um, g- give me the cliff notes, basically. So yeah. I landed on Legends of, or uh, Real Outlaws, super great, check them out. Um, but uh, they did a three-episode part series, and they have, like, a fucking guy that wrote a book about it that narrates part of it too but we're going to do it in one episode because here at globo gym we're better than you and we know it so um it is believed that henry mccarty that's billy the kid by the way was one of his names uh was born in new york city september 7th 1859 his parents were of irish catholic ancestry and they resided in new york city for quite some time it's believed that there was even Henry was even a witness to the New York City riots that took place July 13, 1863 to July 16, 1863, uh, when he was four years old. So Henry also had a younger brother, Joseph McCarty, who was born in 1863. Um, and so fast forward, Henry's dad fucking kicks the bucket. Not only does this happen, but his mom is dying. Did he die? I don't know. I old-timey old-timey death my guy horse kicked him in the head yeah um so his mom though at the time is also diagnosed with a classic wild west sickness a touch of the consumption um oh man same thing yeah did you did you play the red dead redemption 2 storyline are you serious yeah okay good i can't remember who i was talking to that said they haven't but i put in here the same thing that got our boy arthur morgan r.i.p to a motherfucking real one to the realest the realest one of all time um spoilers if you haven't played that game it's like two years old yeah so yeah fuck it so this old uh this is the old west and there are all kinds of ridiculous remedies for the old consumption one of them being moved to a place that's arid and buy yourself some time so it's believed they lived in good old denver for a short period of time and then after that they moved to new mexico territory santa fe to be exact and it's here that henry's mother katherine marries a man named henry william harrison antrim fucking longest name in history apparently uh, in the old west at least Jesus Christ, is yeah he collecting yeah names? right <laughs> like infinity stones um so the family settles down in silver city new mexico a little mining town full of shady ass people because well it's a fucking mining town and so while they live there old antrim goes and works in the mines he's trying to fucking strike it big and Catherine takes care of the boys henry is very close with his mother and by all accounts he is a good kid he keeps out of trouble 
He plays pretend horse races with, with uh, games with his friends. I'd also imagine yeah. he himself has, in fact, hit a hoop with the stick All right. once All or right. twice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Did he hit his hoop? Yeah, dude, that's like a, a we're going to have to make like hoop and stick t-shirts or something like that. <laughs> um, Henry was also a smaller kid. Uh, his teachers recounted that, quote, he was a scrawny fellow with delicate hands. Um, you got soft hands, brother. You ain't worked a day <laughs> in like, your life. <laughs> He's like a young child at this point, too. So, yeah, don't like, say that. You should be working in the steel mill, brother. Um, it's like, well, where's your? Well, you need to we serve a shift in the factory. Yeah, right down now. in the mines, buddy. So um, he also took a very keen interest in Hispanic culture. He would regularly attend dances, uh, sing. He loved to fucking cut a rug, baby. He was actually a really good singer. And uh, he often did this in Little Chihuahua, which uh, is where he really grew to love Hispanic culture. And eventually he learned the language so well that he could speak it fluently and like a natural. Um, So in 1874, uh, when Henry is 14 years old, his mom dies. Uh, She got got by the old TB. Uh, This is, yeah, it happens to the best of us. Uh, Obviously not now because we've eradicated tuberculosis pretty much all together but you know back in the day it'd be what it'd be it happened to tons yeah so um obviously this is very devastating for henry as him and his mom were very close uh his stepdad was out being a fucking good old timey prospector looking for gold or silver and then their heels uh and he didn't even come back for the funeral um doesn't even return home for his wife's funeral yeah Oh, uh, he's a minor. Know. Yeah. Okay? He'll get himself a new wife, you know? Dude, are you picking wives off trees around you them lose parts. wives like you lose a pickaxe. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you get yourself a new one and you dust God, yourself off. You're goddamn right. So he eventually returns home and he's like, what's up, boners? Get the fuck out of my house. It's being sold and you little shits go to the boarding house. Uh, so he pockets the cash from selling the house and dumps Henry and his brother on a local boarding house owner. Um, around this time, you know, it's the Wild West. Henry doesn't really further his education and just kind of starts doing different jobs around town to make money. A year later, uh, Henry would have his first run in with the law when he's caught stealing food. The sheriff catches him. He gives him a stern talking to, sends him on his way. Uh, but this doesn't really cause Henry to stay out of trouble for long because 10 days later, a man named George Schaefer robs a Chinese laundry business and Henry helps him stash the stolen goods so he can fence them later. Unfortunately, Henry is young young and stupid and he keeps the goods in his room where the boarding house lady finds them and rats them out to the sheriff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be like that. Nowhere else to put them things, my guy. So he's charged with theft, and the sheriff locks him up. Uh, so Henry's in jail, and he's like, well, I'm not getting a trial till the spring. When there's a judge around to do it, I ain't sitting in jail that long. Got to get out of here. Two days later, he ends up convincing the sheriff or a deputy, I can't remember which one, uh, to let him out of his cell, and so he can walk up and down the jail corridor to stretch his legs. Lawman ends up leaving. Sure, well, yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that yeah, at all. Get a bit of exercise. So... As he's walking up and down this corridor, the lawman ends up leaving to go get food, locks the door behind him, so Henry's locked in, and uh, Henry, being the little squirrely guy he is, fucking shimmies up the chimney and escapes. Um, so, absolute wow. fucking mad lad, yeah. He did, yeah. He was, yeah, he's crazy. Like so ferret. So now he's a fugitive on the run. Uh, little did he know, though, the sheriff never intended to prosecute him. He just wanted to keep him in jail for a couple days, kind of scare him straight, and send him back home. Uh, but now he is on the run from the law. So 
After leaving town, Henry goes and locates fucking his stepfather, who is promptly like, you're running from the law, get the fuck out of my house, dude. I kicked you out of the house you had with your mom. Why do you think I would let you stay here? Uh, so he kicks him out, not before Henry can steal some clothes and a few guns. So Henry then travels to Arizona Territory, where he works as a ranch hand and gambles. And in 1876, he is hired as a ranch hand by a, nam- by a man named Henry Hooker, who, while working for Hooker, he meets John R. Mackey, who is a former U.S. Cavalry private. Uh, private. They live near Camp Grant, so Henry Mackey begins stealing horses from local soldiers, and around this time, uh, Henry becomes known as, quote, Kid Antrim because of his youth, small build, clean-shaven appearance, and personality. Eventually, the army gets kind of pissed off. And his personality. Yeah, his, his stunning <laughs> yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah. Person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so eventually, uh, the army gets kind of pissed off that he's stealing horses, and they ask that he be arrested. And uh, he eventually ends up being arrested, but he escapes without issue. Uh, he swears an oath, though, no more horse wrestling, horse wrestling from the army, and he makes good on that oath by returning the six horses he stole from them. The army is like, all right, cool, man, whatever. Drop their complaint. But Justice Miles Wood ain't too clean. Yeah, yeah, they were just like, all right, appreciate it, dog. We just want our horses. Yeah, we just want our horses back. But unfortunately, Justice Miles Wood ain't too keen on letting this kid go. He catches up with uh, the kid and his compadre a couple months later, arresting them as they're about to sit down and have a meal, marches their ass two miles back to the army stockades and locks them up. So... On March of 1877, old kid is still in custody. He asked the guards to let him go use the pisser, and they're walking to the latrine, and fucking the kid hits the guard with the oldest trick in the book, some motherfucking pocket sand. Um, well, pocket salt that he had stashed from his breakfast earlier. Throws no it in shit. this guard's eyes, yeah. Um, Jesus. Dude, got his ass. And so, he's like the first person to have done yeah, it. Honestly, yeah. So easy back then. So um, he makes his escape, but he doesn't get very far before he's recaptured, and uh, he's taken back to his cell. Not long after that, though, the kid makes a second escape after the justice and army officer left to attend a wedding. A friend helped him slip up and out of the jailhouse and ride back into town, and a friendly bartender hammered the shackles off the kid as they rode off into the... And after that, they rode off into the night. That's nice. Yeah, good guy. Real good guy. So a couple months passes and Henry's been laying low, but he slowly starts getting the courage to make his way back into town because one, the law doesn't really give a fuck about some petty horse thief. And this is the old West. So people got bigger shit to worry about. Um, at, at this point, um, at this point in time, Henry is kind of making a name for himself as a daring escape artist. He is very well received in the Mexican community uh, due to his love for their culture and his ability to fluently speak English and fucking sticking it to, you know, fucking Wait, what? shitty white lawmen. What? His ability to speak English? I'm sorry, to speak Spanish. Um, oh, I was like, yeah, what? yeah, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> With his, for because of his love of his culture and his ability to fluently speak Spanish. So on August seventeenth, eighteen seventy seven, he what a go- weird image. Uh, he like is a, an odd. Is he a redhead? Was is that what you said? There's one photo of him that exists. Um, Billy, the it's the only confirmed photo ever blonde uh, of him. Yeah, he's a, I think he's a little blonde haired guy. This blonde-haired guy speaking fluent Spanish. White as shit, small stature. Yeah, crazy. Shade, clean as a, a fucking baby. Uh-huh. And yeah. the pictures I've ever seen of him looks 
Somewhere in a box of rocks. Yeah. Looks like he got punched in the side of the head as a baby. Yeah, that one confirmed picture doesn't do really, they said doesn't do him justice. Um, He was, he also, he also regularly wore like a sombrero. So uh, he's wearing like a top hat kind of thing in that photo, but he usually wore a sombrero. Um, So on August 17th, 1877, he goes into the saloon in the village of Bonita, where he runs into a local... Bo- yeah, <laughs> I, I feel Bonita. Uh, that's all I, I can think bonita. about when I was writing that. Um, he <laughs> runs into local bully Francis P. Wendy Cahill. Uh, he was a blacksmith. He was also the blacksmith who made the shackles and put them on him during his last prison stay when he escaped. Um, but oh. Cahill is a fucking bully. Um, he was known to, you know, fucking kind of just pick on uh, the kid for whatever reasons, because he was a dick. He'd be, beat him up, wrestle him, all that fun stuff. But... Tussle his yeah, hair. Yeah, a little, little hair you tussle, know. but... It was swirly. As they're in the saloon gambling, uh, they exchange some words. Uh, Henry calls Cahill a son of a bitch. They get into a fight, and uh, Cahill's got the kid pinned to the ground when... Henry grabs his pistol and shoots him in the gut, uh, which is pretty Damn. much unsurvivable in cowboy times. So it, it ruined a yeah, good bar fight. Yeah, bro. yeah, just by shooting the guy in the gut. But I guess I could see that you know Henry's a small guy. This dude's fucking got him pinned to the ground and is like beat the shit out of him. Maybe he thinks he's gonna kill him. I don't know. But regardless, Henry's- I was also thinking. I was like, you know, I'd never get in a fight back then. I was yeah, like, I assume every one of those is technically to the death. Yeah, to the death at all. Yeah, absolutely. So Henry flees and Cahill dies the next day of his injuries. Uh, Henry's was Henry was eventually arrested by Justice of the Peace for this murder, but he's a slippery little guy. Manages to escape before actual law enforcement could arrive. He steals a horse and flees to New Mexico territory. Uh, he loses his horse along the way. Supposedly it was stolen by Native Americans, um, and he is Come on. yeah fucking it happened. True, yeah. That's why I read Come that, on. and I was like, um, I don't know about maybe. that, but maybe. But, but also, they but did, also, I mean, you know, if they, they did, fuck land, you. Maybe. Yeah, it was their yeah. land. Fuck you. Um, so regardless, he loses his horse along the way, and he's forced to walk miles to the nearest settlement. He ends up at Fort Stanton in Pecos Valley, where he goes to the home of a friend and member of the Seven River Warriors gang, John Jones. Here, Jones's mother nurses the kid back to health, and once he's fit to fight, he heads up to Apache Tejo, a former army post, and gets with a band of rustlers who raided herders uh, or who raided herds owned by cattle magnate John Chisholm in Lincoln County. He was um, he was ended up he ends up getting spotted by uh, spotted somewhere in Silver City, and it was reported in the newspaper as well as uh, he that spotting was reported in the newspaper as well as his involvement with the gang. And at some point, in eighteen seventy seven, he starts going by William H. Bonney. So after returning to New Mexico, he starts working for an English businessman and rancher named Henry. Or I'm sorry, John Henry Turnstall and his business partner and lawyer, Alexander McSween. So these two men were basically, uh, at the time, in a battle with an Irish-American business, with Irish-American businessmen, John, uh, sorry, Lawrence Murphy, James Dolan, and John Riley. So these, You're basically saying yeah, the same name. Yeah, the same name over and over again, yeah. 
So these three men held an insane amount of power over Lincoln County. They were they had a huge uh, beef contract with a nearby Fort Stan, and they were also part of a secret powerful organization called the Santa Fe Ring. Um, and there was super, super bad beef brewing between Dolan and his associates and Turnstall the Kid and their band of Merry Misfits. So this is all kind of like... You know, the Santa Fe ring has their claws hooked in, like, every sheriff and and, and political official in the area. Yeah. And so they just really can't get shit done. So in February of 1878, McSween owed around eight grand to Dolan. So instead of just collecting this money, Dolan goes and obtains a court order and asks Lincoln County Sheriff William J. Brady, who was a part of the Santa Fe ring as well, to attach a to attach $40,000 worth of Turnstall's property and livestock to that court order. So uh, not only was McSween going to get squeezed for 8000 his business partner Turnstall was going to lose $40,000 worth of livestock uh, and property, which is bullshit. But. So after learning about this, uh, Turnstall puts the kid in charge of eight of his prime horses, and he instructs him to take them to his ranch for safekeeping. So they all mount up, uh, Turnstall, the kid, and a handful of their other uh, associates. They're talking about leaving. They're like, let's take all this property to my ranch so they can't seize it. While this is happening, Sheriff Brady assembles a huge posse to seize all of Turnstall's cattle. And on February 18th of 1870, dude, yeah, so wild annoying. times. Yeah, wild oh times. Oh, my God. So, Being in the police, like, we got to go get a bunch of cows. Yeah, got to go get a bunch of horses get and cows. Them. So, on February 18th, 1878, the men are leading these horses to the ranch, and it's the kids, uh, it's the kid, Turnstall, as well as a few other men uh, of their group. They make an impromptu stop to do some quick, quick hunting because they heard turkeys in the area. Um, Turnstall sees this giant posse riding towards them. He leaves the main group to go meet with the posse and, like, kind of, like, try to talk this out somehow. But at some point during this argument, one of Sheriff Brady's Pisces members shoots Turnstall uh, in the chest, causing him to fall from his horse. And then another member of the posse uh, took Turnstall's gun and shoots him in the back of the head, which ignites a conflict between the two factions known as the Lincoln County War. Okay. So, uh, at this time as well... Man, yeah, we're it, gonna go back to these days, dude. Just honestly, when yeah, businesses fight the police like this. I can't yeah. wait. It's um, be awesome. So the, the, the kid and and the other men are outnumbered. They have to flee, uh, and the kid ends up losing a, a Winchester rifle that Turnstall had gave him that he really was one of his prized possessions. Uh, so he's kind of really sore about that as well, uh, and that his you know boss and friend was just shot and murdered in cold blood. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, that, that happens to the best of us. Uh, so after Turnstall is murdered, the kid, as well as a man by the name of Dick Brewer, try to do the right thing, and they swore affidavits against Sheriff Brady and his posse, and they obtained murder warrants from Lincoln County Justice P, uh, Justice of the Peace, John B. Wilson. Um, so now, Billy the Kid and his associates are on the right side of the law. They're serving out trying to get this dude for the murder warrant, Crazy. which is wild, yeah. So, on February 20th in 1878, while attempting to arrest Sheriff Brady, the sheriff and his deputies do the old fucking switcheroo no you, and they find and arrest the kid as well as the other men riding with him. Luckily, 
The kid had friends in high places. Deputy U.S. Marshal Robert Whiteman, uh, a friend of the kids and a detachment of soldiers, ends up capturing Sheriff Brady's jail guards and puts them behind bars and releases Billy the Kid as well as Brewer, which is crazy to think that one of the most notorious outlaws was freed by um, a fucking... Sheriff. So, uh, 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 um, U.S. Marshal, yeah. Oh, as well yeah, as some yeah. soldiers, like U.S. soldiers, too. So that is crazy, Jesus. right? So, um, after this, after the kid is uh, released from jail, uh, he joins the Lincoln County Regulators. It was a group of men created. It was a group created. The, yeah, the Regulators. It was a group created by by Dick Brewer and a group of Turnstall's former employees. It's believed that the kid came up with the name the Regulators because he was super into the dime novels at the time, and That's that was hilarious. a name from one of those novels. Yeah. Um, I just want to sound bad. Yeah, sound real cool, man. So, uh, on March 9th, they captured three men that were a part of Sheriff Brady's posses, all of whom were accused of murdering Turnstall, but it seems they never made it to jail because they were murdered or they were killed after, quote, a botched escape attempt. Some believe that there was just some good Western justice dealt and they killed them right on the spot. So, um... The New Mexico governor comes to Lincoln, and he's like, what a fucking shit show this is. He ends up siding with Sheriff Brady, obviously, because of the Santa Fe ring, and now basically says, okay, they're fugitives of the law now. Like, I'm siding with the sheriff. They are one admin now, um, and all of their warrants are defunct and bullshit. So now this turned the law against them because they were on the side of the law at one point, And it also makes the killing of those three men unlawful. Uh, so now they are really wanted fugitives. Um, so on April 1st, hold on. On April 1st, the regulators end up ambushing Sheriff Brady and his deputies. Uh, they had arrived the night before during a nice downpour, covered their tracks. No one could hear them coming into town. They, uh, they get into a building across the street from the Dolan uh, store, and they spend the entire night carving holes in the wall uh, and put big enough to fit their gun barrels. And so, uh, oh hell yeah, yeah, dude, right? So the next morning, uh, blah 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 blah. The next morning, uh, they're sitting there watching the Dolan store, and the sheriff brady and two of his deputies i believe cross on sorry and his deputies yeah they step out in the front porch bright and early in the morning getting ready to do the day's business whatever and the regulators open fire they end up killing sheriff brady as well as one of his deputies uh billy the kid yeah the regular regulated the shit out of him yeah um the kid is actually end up being shot. He gets shot in the hip when he attempts to. He leaves the cover of the building and he goes. That's a kill shot. Yeah, he, uh. you would think, man, you would think, and he attempts to retrieve the rifle that Sheriff Brady had taken away that was given to him by Turnstile, or I'm sorry, Turnstile, not Turnstile, the band. Um, he tries to retrieve uh. that rifle. He pries it out of Sheriff Brady's hands. One of Sheriff's deputies shoots him in the hip, drops it. He runs. So. All of this comes to a head at the Battle of uh, at the Battle of Lincoln. So on July fourteenth, McSweeney um, and the regulators now are like 50, 60 men deep. They go to Lincoln, yeah. dude. They're yeah, they're fucking rolling heavy. 
They can regulate a uh, lot of shit now. So they head into Lincoln and they station themselves in the town among several buildings. One detachment of the regulators positions themselves on the roof of the saloon. And now on Tuesday, July 16th, newly appointed sheriff uh, George Pippin sends sharpshooters to kill uh, McSweeney's you know, defenders at the saloon. Uh, so when Pippin's men show up, they're like, let's fucking kill these fucking regulators. Uh, they end up retreating when one of the snipers that Sheriff Pippin sent gets absolutely fucking domed by one of the regulators. Uh, Hell and yeah. So Pippin the is regulators like, dude, yeah. Regulating their meals for fucking their whole lives. Yes, sir. Knock someone's dome out. Uh-huh. So uh, Sheriff Pippin's like, oh, this might be a little too much for us to handle. They request the help from the army, which good old Colonel Nathan Dudley, commander of the nearby Fort Stanton, uh, who, you know, works for the Santa Fe ring, he replies, and he's like, yeah, I don't know about all that. I kind of got other things to do. But eventually, he's like, all right, fuck it, I'll send some people. So uh, he sends a whole herd of troops, as well as a cannon and a devil's breath, which is a Gatling gun, if you aren't aware of that. After a couple days of a stalemate, another gunfight breaks out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um... After a, so there's a there's a stalemate for a couple days. Another gunfight breaks out on uh, July 19th, and McSweeney's supporters, the regulators, are gathered inside of his house when Buck Powell and Deputy Sheriff Jack Long they set fire to the building. So after they set fire to the building, you know they're shooting back at the sheriff and his deputies and stuff like that. A couple of men, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, as well as the kid, they flee to. Um, a, another building while they wait for, or I'm sorry, while the the previous building they were in burns. Uh, and during the confusion, McSweeney, uh, or McSweeney tries to escape and ends up being shot dead by the name, uh, by a man named Robert W. Beckwith. Uh, the kid sees this. He watches McSweeney try to, is that his name? I have, I, I use like, yeah, McSweeney, okay. Because like, for some reason I type McSweeney. Um... But the the kid sees McSween get shot and is like, what the fuck? And kills fucking uh, Robert Beckwith. Just blows his fucking piece out immediately. Sloppy. Yeah. It's getting messy. It is getting really messy. So um, after all this, the kid ends up making his escape. They're near uh, and get just gets away uh, because I, I don't... I don't get how in like a situation like this where you're like burning buildings down and got fucking uh, the drop on them, you let someone get away. I, you, I, makes no sense. I mean, you f- maybe you fired your gun six whole times. That's that's very the, true. And they just ran while it takes you a really long time to, to reload. reload. Yeah. Um. And also, there in the podcast I listened to, they talked about how, um, they talked about how uh the sheriff would after he burned McSween's house down he uh forced some of the people who had lived through the the siege or whatever to go get their fiddles and play music while they danced on the ashes of McSween's house uh Jesus yeah. Christ pretty ruthless so um there's a fiddle. I need to dance yeah. already. Get your fucking fiddle. I'm going to blow your face off. So he, uh, <laughs> the kid ends up making his escape. They're, they are near the uh, Mescalero Indian Agency. where 
they're kind of hiding out around here, but the agency's bookkeeper ends up being murdered. And the kid, as well as his men, are indicted on those murder charges. So uh, I, I, I didn't go into detail about what happened there, but it's kind of important because it's another murder charge, another murder charge added to the already lengthy list of charges he has. Uh-huh. So the the kid spends the next couple of years on the run. In 1879, he rides into Lincoln to parlay with Dolan. He's like, listen, no more killing. I won't hunt you. You won't hunt me. And neither of us will testify in court. Sound good? Dolan's like, you know what? I agree. Uh, let's put this to an end. You don't testify. I don't testify. You don't kill any of my men. I won't kill any of your men. Awesome. Got it. So awesome. after they parlay, they spend uh, um, the night drinking and having a good old time. And as they are, as Dolan is heading home, he runs into a lawyer by the name of Houston Chapman. Uh, this happens to be the lawyer that is representing Mrs. McSween in her case against Dolan. Uh, Dolan demands that Chapman do a dance for him. And when he refuses, Dolan pulls out his pistol and kills him dead in the street. Um, okay. Yeah, just fucking cold blood. So Billy is like, all right, fuck this. Fuck your fucking treaty. Fuck you. I, I'm, I'm not treaty be damned. Something has to be done about you. So he writes the new governor and is like, yo, listen, I will provide you an eyewitness account um, an eyewitness affidavit on the mur- on the murder of Houston Chapman if you grant me amnesty for all my crimes. The governor is like, you know what? All right, sounds good. Uh, I-, I can get behind that. And But, but the kid's like, I'm not just going to hand myself over to some corrupt fucking official. It has to be people that you trust. It has to be people uh-huh. that you trust enough to not murder me in cold blood. He's like, all right. So he's like, there's a lot of yeah. He's like, damn, that's a lot of cold blood around here. So I'm trying to cover my ass. Yeah. So uh, he ends up handing himself over. Sheriff's like, ooh, that's a big ass. He's like, God, I just want to shoot you right now, right now, dude. (laughs) Yeah. God damn. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like holding it in his face. (laughs) So uh, the kid ends up handing himself over to Sheriff Kim Brell and his posse. The kids hold the Billy. The kid holds up his end of the deal. He gives his testimony about the murder he witnessed and after he did that they just didn't let him go like they had promised shocker so uh the kid is like fuck it i'm finna head out and just escapes and uh after this dolan does go to trial like all of the people that were involved in in the killings of mcsween and all that they go to trial but they get off scot-free uh no charges are filed against him he doesn't get in trouble for the killing of houston chapman he just willy-nilly They've got they've got their claws deep in in politics and, and judges, so they just fucking doesn't face any consequences. That's terrible. So uh, there's also a there's also a story about how when Billy was on the run, I, I think this was in Lincoln County. He was at a bar. Uh, he was at a bar for just gambling and drinking, and there was this guy being a fucking loudmouth, and uh, he. Was, Billy was playing cards with this guy and the loudmouth dude walks up and like takes this dude's pistol and replaces it with his own pistol like his old fucking beat up pistol takes nice. this guy's nice pearl grip and the entire Call time the Texas upgrade the old DC <laughs> dip and twirl um, so uh, the entire night this guy is like boasting like kind of egging Billy the kid on he's like oh I bet I'll kill a man before the night is done I bet I'll kill a man before you do and 
the gun that uh, he happens to take from the guy playing cards with Billy was a friend of Billy the Kid. So they Billy the Kid kind of mouths off to this dude. Uh, but before he does that, he's like, oh, let me see that piece. And fucking drunk guy hands him the piece. And Billy's like turning the cylinders around because he knows that his buddy, when they were on their way to the saloon, had fired three shots. So there's only three uh-huh. shots left in the cylinder. So he turns the cylinder to where there's not an active one in the chamber ready to be fired. He's like, yeah, yeah. nice gun. Hands it back to the dude and then starts talking shit. Fucking fuck you, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And He's like, one sec. Yeah, hold on a second. Click, okay, click, click. All right, here you go. Slip dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Billy the Kid says some shit to him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, um, he's like, Billy the Kid turns around and walks out. He's walking away. He wants to see if this dude, um, I think his name is Grant something, he wants to see if this dude is a piece of shit and will shoot him in the back as he's walking out. And he tries to. Oh, he pulls smart. out the gun and shoots, tries to shoot Billy in the back, but it just clicks. At that moment, Billy turns, oh. draws his pistol, shoots yeah. this dude in the face three times directly in the chin. Um, oh. It's old-timey stories, but eyewitness accounts say that these shots were so accurate that there was only one hole in that man's chin. Uh, uh, they would only say but, that. But, but if they were, even if they were all touching, still good. Yeah, shoot. no, no, no. Billy the Kid was known for having such, like, was known for being incredibly accurate. He carried a double action revolver. He was known for being able to just empty his cylinder, like throw something up in the air and empty a cylinder into it without fucking it before it hits the ground. Dude, I'll never forget uh, watching this cowboy action shooter flipping a washer in the air. And he goes, yeah, I got it. And and they go to the slow-mo, and they show the bullet oh flying Oh, my God, the, dude. And, and like, it could, it, to me, like, I could shoot through a washer. Sounds yeah. like a joke. A, like, a literal a joke, Cause yeah. Because it's unprovable, you know? I mean, unless you, like, put tape over it. Yeah, but, like, yeah. He's just like, oh, no, that didn't do it. <laughs> flips it again. Yeah, they got her. And Damn. so I'm like... You know, if people had to do it to survive, too, yeah, they're they'd dude, be good. They some be really, really good fucking, fucking good. shots. Yeah, a hard agree. So later on, uh, Billy, while Billy the Kid, while in Fort Sumner, has his first encounter with Pat Garrett, um, a six and a half feet tall hired gun, someone who has had the same kind of past as Billy, walking the fine line of the law, sometimes stepping over it. Uh, Billy and Garrett had known each other because uh, they frequented the same bar but they weren't like friends they didn't like converse with each other there's stories about how they were drinking buddies and all this that's not true uh so garrett didn't want anything to do with billy and billy didn't want anything to do with garrett garrett was basically like you know fucking stay out of my way i'll stay out of your way that is until garrett runs for sheriff and is backed by billy's old nemesis doland uh, Garrett is elected sheriff of Lincoln County and immediately rounds up a posse to go grab Billy, who is public enemy number one. They catch up with him at a nearby ranch and a gun battle ensues, but eventually Billy gets away. Pat Garrett uh, starts playing dirty. He ends up capturing a woman by the name of Paulita Maxwell, who happens to be Billy the Kid's sweetheart, and uh, isn't long until Billy rides into town with his posse. The sheriff is like, Garrett's like, surrender, and Billy's like, fuck that, and a gun battle no. ensues, and he retreats. <laughs> Fucking, uh, Man. so... Back then, gun battles every day, gun battles, and, and walk away a you lot. Just walk away you know? from him, yeah. Um, so... 
During this gun battle, the though, good old days. the good old days, brother. Uh, during this gun battle, though, uh, one of Billy the Kid's, one of his really good friends is killed. So um, Garrett tracks them down. Another gunfight ensues, but Garrett eventually captures Billy, taking him back to Las Vegas, New Mexico in 1880. Uh, there were big crowds, all of them wanting to get a glimpse of the famous outlaw. Uh, after his trial, he is convicted of his crimes and he is taken back to Lincoln to hang. So he's kept in the old Dolan store, which was converted into the town's new courthouse. So one day, Pat Garrett leaves to go purchase the timber to build the gallows that Billy would swing from. And of course, Billy's like, I'm not going to stick around here. So he uh, starts planning his escape. He asked to go to the fucking the old bathroom again, the old bathroom trick. And, uh, he, the, one of the sheriff's deputies takes him to the bathroom and on their way back, Billy attacks him and manages to get his gun and shoots him dead in the stairwell. Damn. So he's come a long way from pocket scene. Uh huh. So across the street, a man by the name of Bob Olinger was sitting down for lunch, uh, with, uh, another deputy and five of the prisoners. He was in charge when uh, Pat Garrett was gone, so he hears these shots, and he gets up. He tells the other deputy, stay with the prisoners. I gotta see what the fuck that was, because this is all happening. They're, I, they're, they're across the street. I think it was like the hotel, because the hotel would often supply the uh, prisoners with food, and so they're at the hotel. This happens, you know, Billy shoots this guy at the courthouse, and uh, it was known that Olinger would carry this shotgun around. And he was a fucking dickhead with it. He would taunt Billy. He would be like, you know, he'd be like, if I had it my way, I'd send you fucking to the other side. Like, you know, you're lucky uh, I just don't nice. kill you now. Yeah. It really is like that with Billy all the uh, time. Yeah, Everybody dude, yeah. Guns out of his <laughs> God, I want to I want to do it. So, uh, give, me, oh, give me a reason. So, Olinger hears these shots, and he jumps up. He runs over across the street. Well, he had left his shotgun at the courthouse, and Billy picks it up. And the second story window is open to let the air let air in. It's a hot day. And Billy sees Olinger walking across the street. He leans out the second story window with a shotgun. Just as Olinger is under him, Billy says, Hello, Bob, and fucking blasts his ass with a shotgun, <laughs> killing him instantly. Um, so he makes his escape. Hey, Billy. Dude, yeah. Hey, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Uh, ends up making his escape. He lies low for a while. A few months later, Garrett gets word that Billy's back in town. It seems Paulita Maxwell is pregnant, and Billy has moved back into the area to be close to his unborn child. July 14th, 1881, Garrett, along with two other deputies, decided, he's like, I don't need a huge posse. Let's just go in there, sneaky-beaky-like. They end up slithering through a peach orchard, and around 9 p.m. on the Maxwell farm, they're sitting there, they're watching the house, they sit, they wait patiently, they see movement inside, but they don't know who it is because they know that Paulita's there, her brother Pete is there, they don't know exactly if Billy's there, but not long after they've been sitting there, they hear someone speaking in Spanish, and they spot a small statured man in a sombrero, hop a nearby fence, and head towards the house. Garrett still doesn't make his move because he's like, I don't know for sure that's him. I have to be sure before we do this. He initially was going to, quote, question the Maxwells about Billy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I just want to ask him some yeah. questions. So uh, they they wait some more. They wait till it gets dark. And so 
they finally move closer to the house around midnight. They creep up to the porch, and Garrett slowly opens the front door and looks inside the house. He leaves his two deputies on the porch to stand guard, and he slowly walks to Pete Maxwell's uh, room. Garrett pushes the door open and peers into the pitch black room, lets his eyes adjust a little bit. He enters the room, and he can hear Pete snoring, and he's like, all right, how the fuck am I going to wake Pete up without him? Um, how am I going to wake Pete up without him uh, freaking out that I'm in his house right now, yeah. basically? So um, at this time, a figure appears uh, in the doorway and says in Spanish, Pete, Pete, who are those men outside? And Garrett draws his pistol. The kid hears this pistol be drawn from its holster he says, Jesus. Yeah, he says, who is it? Once in Spanish and once in He's English. Like, that's, that's the sound of shooting iron yes, sliding yeah. over old leather. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know that sound anywhere. As the kid calls out, who is it, the second time, Garrett uses the sound of his voice and fires two shots. One hits Billy directly in the heart, and the other one misses. Uh, when Pete awakes and finally gets a candle lit, Billy the kid, they find him laying dead in a pool of his own blood on the floor. Um, and that is the end of Billy the Kid, fucking relentless in his escapes and Dude. being an outlaw. But obviously, there's a ton of rumors of did he actually die, but this is already long as fuck, and I'm not going into that. Um, he uh, but yeah. did a lot of sneaking up on shooting people, and then he got snuck up on and shot. And, shot, and yeah. that's, that's how it lived and died. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's the West, baby. Like, you, got, you sit that's ambushes, West, you sit ambushes, you do the thing, man, like... It seems he, just, he tried to do the right thing. That's what I was surprised at. He, he tried did. to do the right thing and get on the right side of the law. He even made a deal with the governor, and they just fucked him over. So, um, yeah, it happens, man. That sucks, it does. But it happens. It's the it's the police. It's the you. police in the wild west. So. You just can't be. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. The police in the wild west had a lot of power oh yeah they, they were like the deciding factor they fucking they no nobody had they didn't have to answer to anybody no no he, he was 21 years old when he uh when he died when he was shot and killed it's crazy you got a lot done and a lot yeah a, a ton of a ton of shit done and like it, it's kind of speculated uh how many people billy the kid had killed it was known for sure that he would killed four, but yeah, he reportedly himself once claimed he had shot twenty-one. He had killed twenty-one men, one for every year he'd been alive. Uh, I mean, I would probably say take it with it's a grain of salt. Those two but numbers. I could see, I could see if he had, yeah, killed twenty-one men. That that seems like kind of a low number, to be honest. Um, I I like I I figure he's probably killed like ten. Yeah, you know, ten to 12. twenty. I could see that. I don't think he killed 21 necessarily, but... Hey, you never know, man. It's the wild fucking West. We covered a bunch of dickheads. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Ultimately, he is a dickhead. Yeah. He just... A cattle rustler, he's a murderer, and he's a child. Uh Uh-huh. A literal child. A literal child, but yep, that's the story of Billy the Kid, one of the most infamous outlaws in all the wild West. Uh, he really is. Yeah, uh, for real. He is the one. Um, the one. You got a recommendation for the week? Yeah, go listen to that podcast, Real Outlaws. That uh, they they do a really good job. You can tell there's a lot of production that goes into that podcast. 
um, and the narrator really puts his whole badussy into it. So uh, his whole badussy. Huh? So I wouldn't I wouldn't plug another podcast on this podcast, obviously, but I think they deserve it. Uh, if it's something you like, go check out the new Suicide Boys tapes for the month. They are dropping four projects, four little EPs this month, and that's basically one full mixtape, and it's awesome, and they're all kind of like a lo-fi, uh, 3-6 Mafia sort of illusion, and it's, it's awesome. It's been great. Listen to the boys. Listen to the boys. Never stop listening. You never stop listening to the boys. You know what? Suicide is badass. Suicide is badass. We need to get us that sound bite on the board just to play randomly. Yeah. Suicide is badass. Um, (sighs) But yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Be safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Bye-bye.